right, we are back. Yes, sir, on the A Show, episode 169, two weeks into the new year. Meals, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'm here. Um, what can I say? Do I have anything new happening in my life? No, not really. Um, I spent most of overall last night like building out this table thing. Um <laughs> Because my work table needs to be, uh, it could have been have better placement. It was getting a lot of jumbled up like that. So I spent last night doing that while watching Raw. So I didn't actually have time to live tweet Raw last night. But I did watch Raw while doing it. And you know what? It was a, it was a great experience. I went to Ikea. They didn't have any of the stuff that I wanted because apparently <laughs> they're sold out of everything because everyone's working from home. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm running from one room to the next today. Me and my fiance are both starting new jobs remotely <laughs> today. So good for you, uh, man. Listen, this is life. I talked about it with my friend. I was like, listen, this is this should be status quo. Um, don't let me waste gas. Don't let me buy Metro cards if I don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. It is. Let's, uh, just, let's just do it. it. it definitely, it's definitely different you know, running from room to room uh, all day. But, you know, I'm in the office now. She's outside. So when this is over, we're going to swap rooms again and we're going to finish out our day and uh, debrief <laughs> on, right. on the happenings. I like that. <laughs> um, listen. Yes, yes. The hats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're watching. I feel like we're watching currently. I don't know if it's the final collapse of sports due to COVID. But it's certainly <laughs> not probably it's one, not, it, it's one of the most major ones for sure. Yeah, I'd say this was bigger than the the first outbreak back in what is it early summer uh, about June. Um, all major shows this, uh, and I guess we'll, we'll just roll right into Noah Holds Bar. Not even uh, just major shows, sports too, like just sports yeah. in general. You know what I'm saying? Like all major sports are feeling the effects of COVID outbreaks more than likely due to the holiday weekend uh, from two weeks ago. Uh, NFL, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't even have coaches out there on, for the playoffs. NBA, literally games are being postponed as we speak right now because of a COVID outbreak in the Eastern Conference. And WWE, AEW, Wow, why'd you have to say Eastern Conference so hard? You say it's just... Because I know how y'all are. I know how y'all are, you know. What, what do you mean you know? <laughs> I know what y'all do, you feel me? I know I know how y'all y'all be on the out there on the East Coast. Um okay. but in, as well as WWE, AEW, and Impact are all dealing with their own fallout from COVID. It was announced yesterday that Drew McIntyre, the WWE champion uh for Raw, uh was, you know, tested positive for COVID nineteen uh, in a very surprising, shocking manner that they announced it on Twitter. Uh, you know, he would go on to and we'll talk about that later. He would go on to talk about uh his diagnosis on the actual show on Monday night. Uh, but we also have reports from Sean Ross Sapp at Fightful.com. Uh, right after that announcement, he was basically like, yo, that's not it. <laughs> Everyone was like, what do you mean that's not it? He said, that's not it. Every single, uh, according to his report, uh, Fightful, Fightful Select, every single company was affected. Impact did have shows that they taped, but they did have talent that did test positive. And AEW had their last two weeks taped. Uh, and this will affect, I believe, their next week taping or this week taping, but they will be affected as well with talent that are out. Uh, the immediate concern right now is wwe who of course ran raw uh you know light hand light-handed uh short-staffed uh on oh Monday boy night. was it <laughs> yeah very short staff you could tell it felt like the uh the old march april uh raw and smackdowns there as far as you know just pulling stuff out of course he had to call triple h in order to come in he is like the covid uh covid uh, rain check MVP right now. He'll just come in and be like, "Okay, I'll wrestle. Okay, I'll do. A, I'll do announcing. I'll do whatever." Like, uh, what, what do you? What do you give me a good about, pair of jeans or something? What do you feel about this? This this outbreak that's happening? Like it, it has hit all three. You know, I don't think we've seen it. We, you know, it, it's kind of shocking we haven't seen it in this past year. But we, this is the first time we've seen all three companies hit at the same time with this. Well, I would probably attribute to, and the thing is, you know. I think this is such a major story, and I know for like the past umpteen months, we've tried not to say downplay COVID or not talk about COVID, but we try to, you know, stay a little bit more on the wrestling side of things because everyone kind of wants a break from everything in the world. But considering how it's kind of like really 
um, I wouldn't call it collapse. Maybe at least some, it's majorly affecting a bunch of things at the same time and a bunch of things that actually matter to us in terms of pro wrestling and NBA. I mean, listen, RSPN this week, they're talking about it. Um, you listen to uh, all the sports shows, they're talking about it. I would probably attribute it. I mean, attributing it to the holidays is definitely something that I do agree with. But it's, it's more coming down to... We're kind of like, I don't want to say we're in the home stretch, but the vaccine is reportedly here. And people have been be- beginning to take the vaccine. Um, I, people are, and I think they want to administer it as quickly as possible yeah. in, a, in, a, in a timely fashion as possible. But, boy. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, I, I even kind of optioned this when we, when we spoke about it in our own chat where I was like, you know, if the NBA and NFL want to stop doing this, they need to you know, help out with the vaccine and put that money towards getting it distributed to their fans, uh, their talent, all of that stuff. Like not to like skip mm-hmm. in line, but but make it possible. And, and as we're seeing now, like even places like L.A., they're opening up Dodger Stadium. They're opening up all the stadiums for a vaccine. Yeah, uh, 20- we got City Field opening up 24-7. Exactly. Like these things, these are things that these companies that really want their fans back and they really want their ratings and they really want their talent to not be affected. They need to be getting in touch with because it is here now. You cannot drag your feet. Our our vaccine distribution is woefully, and I don't want to get too political. It's woefully uh, under undervalued and, and under important right now. Like no one is taking the vaccine. Like it's here. He, this is something that people were like, you, you, I, I don't get it. But at the same time, you know, all the shows will be affected. We're not sure how this will affect SmackDown. Um, obviously, I do have words and I do have thoughts about. Uh, where all of this came from. I mean, I I saw the pictures like you did, Mills. Like there was a, a post that, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, I know I know you guys are pals. No, I mean, everybody, everybody. I, I mean, there were holiday parties sort of on every, with every wrestler you would think from every show. I mean, these wrestlers are friends. So it's at the end of the day, like they're celebrating the holidays as much as they can. I'm sure it's because it's Florida and it's so lax there. And the fact of the matter is, if no one takes it seriously there, especially if it's not coming from the higher ups, it's not going to trickle down where it's uh, people are going to take this important either. Like if the if the government there isn't taking it seriously, why do you expect the people there to be taking it seriously? If, if you walk in Walmart and you see people just walking around with no mask, eventually you're like, yo, fuck this mask. And, and you know, we just want to celebrate these things with our family and as well. But I mean, the, the ideal thing is like just to protect ourselves and protect our loved ones. That's not what you should really be doing. And yeah, there's no punishments for this. Like I, I know that the NBA does levy punishments if you if you if you get uh if you get found out, you know what I'm saying? If they see you out at the club or something like that. There's no punishments there. Like it feels like in wrestling when you get it or you get or you test positive, they they're just like, Okay, we'll just next man up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It, this is a situation where like on Raw, there was not very many men next up. Or women, right? Next up, you know, like there was, you know, obviously Ricochet, Oscar, Hurt Business, uh, were not on the show. Kofi is out with a, a non-COVID injury. He has a jaw, in, you right. know, he had the jaw. Apparently, issue. they were backstage. I heard they were backstage. Yeah, they were backstage. I knew, I knew Ricochet was backstage because he was posting pictures of his outfit as he does every Monday. <laughs> of course, listen, Dripachet, come on, <laughs> the man is proud, the proud of the fits that he buys. Listen, Express is going up, um, with oh, my, my man God. Ricochet. <laughs> but, but at the same time, it, it's like, you know, this is a serious issue. Um, they have to treat it seriously. And, you know, like you said, like we're not really we're in the home stretch, but we're very far away from, you know, seeing the, the final rope. You know what I'm saying? And and right. we got to take this serious because it affects shows. What, you know, what do, what do you think this means for the Royal Rumble? I mean, there was just kind of I saw a few reports already that the Royal Rumble will not have fans. So everything that we've been thinking of and everything, I guess, that we have been kind of believing that might happen heading to the Royal Rumble. They're just like, hey, eh, we're not really taking out all of these things for fans and, and then putting it back for the next night on Raw. Um, so they're not having fans. But what do you consider this for the Royal Rumble? I mean, there's a major outbreak. There's a much more serious variant of COVID going out. There's a match which incorporates at least, you know, 30 superstars in the ring moving at, I wouldn't say at the same time. It's never really at the same time, but you have this match that you have to have. If people test positive for COVID, that immediately means that so many people may be taking out the match. It kind of, you know, things a lot of plans. If, if Drew McIntyre doesn't recover by the time the Royal Rumble starts, which, I mean, I'm sure he will, 
Yeah. Um, where does that leave the match with Bill Goldberg? Where mm-hmm. does that leave the the Royal Rumble match itself for the people who are entered? Let's say, um, you know, let's say Daniel Bryan is expected to win, and then he gets, you know, he gets affected by COVID. Where does that go? Where does everything kind of go from there? I think they would treat it like it would if he like tore his ACL the week before. Um, they would they'd have to treat it like that. They'd have to again call the next man up. You know, uh, and the same with the women, they have to call the next woman up if that was the case. Um, only thing is with, with COVID is that they, it, it allows them to be a little bit more, you know, strangely enough, unless they get symptoms, you know, they, it, it allows them to be a little more flexible because they do have that two week window, That which is why I felt like, you know, a lot of people were saying Drew needs to be stripped of the title. Um, you know, the match yeah. with Goldberg is not happening. I was like, guys, I was like, guys, that is not happening. The Royal Rumble's in three weeks. I think that WWE is probably thinking they're fucking lucky stars that this happened three weeks out and not two weeks out because it Did would they, be a problem if it was next week. Right. I mean, I don't see the thing with stripping Drew of the title. I mean, Finn Balor is legitimately off TV for like six weeks <laughs> as champion yeah. with a broken <laughs> jaw. Um and even if he didn't have a broken jaw, I'm sure he would have been <laughs> in a non-wrestling. <laughs> exactly. He would not be wrestling anyway. So, like, you know, there was a lot of, rightfully so, there is a lot of concern uh, for Drew's health. Oh, here we go. Uh-oh. Getting too political. Well, listen, I don't I, I don't know why. I don't hear it at any points of the other day except what I'm recording. But go, go off uh, go off 5-0, I guess. I don't know. PD, thanks. All right. We get it. Yeah. Um, Maybe they're going to the- catch Azealia Banks. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's a gimmick. Okay. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, people are rightfully concerned about Drew, but I think that again, we we should thank you know whoever you pray to that he is got, he has no symptoms as he says, and that he will be back for that match because I'd love to see it, and you know hopefully he he does test positive this week or not not positive he tests negative this week next week and then the you know the week going in I think WWE needs to have a more stringent. Uh, testing policy, but you know, again, it, they they do it just the way that they've been doing it. So, who knows? Independent contractors, baby. We manage your Twitch, but fuck all the other shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> absolutely. Um, you want me just to like run through what news I see on our yeah on our, news on our favorite yeah on our favorite news app, the Daily Smart. You can go to the dailysmart.com to get all the latest news and wrestling. Also, there's an app on the Apple Store and everywhere else where you can get apps. Um, let's see what I got here. First of all, Kofi Kingston injured for sure. It was very noticeable on Raw. <laughs> New day is one day. Um, it's so crazy, like they've they broken up but not broken up. <laughs> right, broken jaw. Are you? Are, it's Kofi Kingston. I, I I could swear for the majority of his career, Kofi Kingston was that wrestler who never really got injured, and in, now in it just old. yeah. Now it just seems like he's kind of like yeah, he's dealing with a lot of injuries piling up at the same time. He's just his old man Kofi. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Don't tell Cornell. Um, he'll, he'll start using. It. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see what else I got here. They're shooting a superstar spectacle thing for India, um, which should air in a couple weeks. So for all the Indian fans who are listening to this, you have something to look forward to. Um, oh, did you see, did you see the Bailey, Steve Austin? Uh, I didn't. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I am tired. I'm tired of Steve Austin's record uh, interview style. Really? I really am. I like him. I can't watch the new show. I can't watch the straight shooting, whatever the hell it's called on uh, well, USA. Straight shooting is a different experience. Oh. <laughs> straight shooting. Not, I'm not I, looking I, forward to see him with Tiffany Haddish and how that's going to work. Out. Oh, my God. I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? It, it is very – I'm all for him getting the bag and being the new Oprah, but, you know – I, I listen to too many, too many ones, uh, too, too many podcasts of his. It's just like, you know, they used to, you know, like when you used to listen to his podcast, you just snort all the time because he can't breathe. <laughs> oh, no. See, I like him. I, I was so I, I was so surprised, like the pivot that he managed to make as a very actual, like interested. Slight like journalist personality type thing. Like I like 
I remember, I mean, during the podcast, the, the pro wrestling podcast boom that he had, he was he had some great interviews like that one. I'll still never forget that one with Ken Shamrock because I was just like, wow, how? And, you know, now we got the chasing glories and all this other stuff. But I feel you on the the, the thing is with the, the the network show, it still kind of feels very produced. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like we're not getting the questions that I feel like maybe people really want to know. Um, I feel like you're just getting these stories of things that happen. And yeah, everyone has their stories of like, you know, judgment and all this other stuff like that. Let's talk about how, you know, let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's talk about the stuff that people actually legit want to know. And right. I'm 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 a fan of you know the Bailey episode was very it was very I wouldn't even say it was eye opening because it really didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. Um, but it it gave a little you know peek into her mindset of a couple things like her first women's championship run, her getting booed as a face, um, the 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 whole thing of turning heel. But these are things that you could probably learn if. It, honestly, if we interviewed her, we could probably learn. Like, we could probably just ask these questions and she'd answer it. But I, I think as Steve also, I want to know her favorite, uh, her favorite uh, Bay Area songs. Mm. We could do that. That'd we be could cool. do that when we get when we get Bailey on here. Um, Debbie never fucking allows us to, to get anybody. <laughs> on. Tell her uh, one day, one day. I mean, but that's a thing that happened. I'm scrolling through this thing. Let's see. Let's get through Raw. Where is it? Not get through Raw, but get through Raw on this thing and see if there's any more news. Uh, Damn, just COVID? <laughs> damn. Everyone posted yeah. Drew. <laughs> oh, it's, it's all a cool. lot of Drew. Uh, let's see. Okay. Jeff Hardy and Anthem settle lawsuit. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy discusses his brother's head injury. I read that. He said, it was just like, yo. He was like, wow. <laughs> he, was, he was very Jeff answer. It's just yeah, like, like wow. wow. People in wrestling I, get hurt all the time, guys. <laughs> I, I think Jeff is more like that, but he's also like, I, I, I really feel like they don't have a good relationship again. Like, they don't really. Yeah. Like, he's, he's very, they're like, Matt's very shady to Jeff. It's very weird. But then but I we think always so as well. Isn't it the common rumor that I guess Rebby Sky always says, or Rebby Hardy always says on uh, on Twitter, is that uh, Je- her, her she uh, doesn't like Jeff's wife, and Jeff's wife doesn't like her, and it kind of causes the rift between them or something like that. Somebody can probably correct me. Pro- somebody's probably screaming into the into their headphones right yeah. now. Yeah, like, no. please correct us if you do. But I definitely do feel like that. I mean, you know, they're the Hardy. They're the Hardy. I was about to say Hardy Bros. Um, they're the Hardy Boys, so eventually, I'm assuming, one will jump back to whatever company the other one's at, and they'll do their run because that's that's just what they do. But yeah, I mean, it, at this point, it just seems like there's a definitive fine line between both of them. Yeah. Um, I got no more news. You want to get in? Want to get into this? You know, the five of J five. Okay, so we're, we're bringing, bringing back. We're bringing the five with. We're bringing the five with J5 back. It's Royal Rumble season, folks. So you know, building up to this, I'm binging a lot of Royal Rumbles. I binge it every year. I don't even know why I watch it anymore. But I binge them every year. And this year was no different. Still is no different. But are you ready for the Royal Rumble? This is the five with J5. Are you ready for the five questions I'm going to ask you about this certain Royal Rumble? Jesus Christ! Uh, I don't think yeah. this will. I don't think this will be hard for you. I don't think this will be hard for you because really we are running. Well I think I did really well last year. Yeah, you did. Unfortunately, um, but we're rolling back to the Royal Rumble 2016, five years okay. ago. Okay. Listen, I have do you remember what you were doing five Rumble. years ago? <laughs> do you remember what you were doing five years ago? Yeah, I was at my friend Ryan's house, uh, Ryan Boyd. Yeah, he, uh, he he would you know invite me over to watch pay per views all the time. Uh, we had a pretty good time. It was really cool. I loved watching pay per views over there. I had just really moved here. Yeah. All right. Listen, he just moved to L.A. 
we're still finding ourselves. Uh, Drake's views is imminent. Um, you know, it's a it's a wonderful year for I would say 2016 is probably one of the most prominent years for Black music in the last decade. To be honest with you, and it, you know, yeah. wrestling yeah. is continuing its change and and stuff like that. And and you know, we're on the cusp of Daniel Bryan retiring forever and everything like that for well for a couple of years. So let's get into a Royal Rumble 2016. I'm not gonna ask you about the event this time. So you're not gonna ask. Oh, I'm, this is legitimately just going to be about the Royal Rumble because, to be honest with you, I looked at the, I watched the rest of the event and it was not anything. <laughs> it was not really. This is like pre-Uso Penitentiary Usos, so I'm not really a fan of those. The um, show that had uh, that was the show that had uh, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, right? Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, Last Man Standing match, yes. Yeah, I remember that. This, this is the one. Okay, so here's here's what we're gonna do. Huh? We're gonna start the five of J five. I'm gonna do question number one. This is a softball question. Easy, knock it out the park, my friend. Um, which superstar made their first ever WWE appearance in the 2016 Royal Rumble? Wait, which which, which super? Wait, okay, okay, you're serious. Wh- which superstar, yes, made their first ever WWE appearance in the 2016 Royal Rumble? AJ Styles. Yes, there you go. See, look, softball. Okay. Right, I, I was. I, I thought it was a trick question. I was. I thought you were trying to trick me up. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wasn't gonna, trying to trip you up. I wasn't. I, I thought you were gonna ask like what, like where did he, what entry did he come in? Because that would be evil. Do Do you know what entry he came in? Because it's very. T- it's not hard. <laughs> Uh, if you remember the rumble, you remember that was um very Roman versus right. That was Roman versus everybody, right? He stayed in like the whole match that that year. Um, yeah. The thing is, it wasn't. Was it four? Hold on, <laughs> hold on. It wasn't it? Wasn't four? <laughs> it wasn't four. Are you asking? Are you saying it wasn't four, or are you asking me if it (laughs) wasn't wasn't, four? The thing thing that's 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 messing me up is that I don't remember who Roman had thrown out before that because he was throwing out people. But I was like, did he throw out like three, four people before AJ came in? I don't know when he came in. Oh my god, AJ. You want me to tell you? It's not even an official question. Yeah, it's three. Was it it, okay? It was three. Okay. Yeah. See, it was the first. Oh my god. Um Okay. Question number two. Yes. Uh this Royal Rumble featured the WWE champion as an entrant. Can you name another Royal Rumble match where a WWE champion was an entrant in the match? Where the champion was an entrant in the match. Um yes. wasn't it but uh, hold on. Brock, right? Brock yeah. Is the one, right? yeah, you're right. Yeah, there we go. Woo-hoo-hoo. That was last oh, year, wasn't it? God. That was last year, wasn't it? That was absolutely last year. Okay, yeah. Well, okay. I got. I was about to say Stone Cold, and I was like, no, 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 no. He's never done it. No. <laughs> um. No, he's never done it. Not yet. Not yet. Uh. Let's see. The third one. Very easy. Triple H was the final participant in the Royal Rumble. Who was the last person he had to eliminate to win the Royal Rumble? Mm, uh, uh, who was the last person that he threw out? He threw out Roman, right? He did throw out Roman. Um... Who it's was a very the last popular person. Very popular person. Everyone was very hyped when it happened. It was a it was a showdown. They're all fucking showdowns, meals. Damn it. Um was it uh, who's there? Who's there? Okay, so Roman was there, Seth was still there. Um Seth was in fact was not there. there. <laughs> oh, you was there? <laughs> that was <laughs> oh, <laughs> 
I am Seth was absolutely not there. <laughs> okay, okay. The, the, the knee thing happened that November, right? He had to, he had to, he had to um, yes. give up the title that November. Roman won it from Sheamus that November, so Sheamus was definitely in the match. Um, part of League of Nations or something like that at that point. It had to be League of Nations. Uh, they were already. Um, was it Dean Ambrose? It was Dean Ambrose. Look at you, man. Oh. Three for three. It led to did it? It led to Roadblock, right? The the Roadblock match. The infamous Roadblock match. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because the thing is that people thought Dean was gonna win, but I was like, Dean's not gonna win because it makes no sense for Dean to win. Is this is absolutely gonna be Roman Reigns Triple H WrestleMania? <laughs> and people was like, No, Dean's awesome. Like we enjoy Dean more. Can we have more of this? And they had the Roadblock match. Listen, Triple H was working. He said, listen, if I'm winning the championship, I'm working. He had matches at Dean and Ziggler and all types of bullshit. Right. Um, good for him. Um, okay. So your answer to your last question will give you a hint for this one. Um, it's a two-parter. It oh, says, boy. during the Royal Rumble, Roman Reigns entered at number one. But Vince McMahon ordered a stable to attack Roman. What was the name of the stable and who were all four members of the stable? Oh my God. Was it, it was League of Nations, right? It was absolutely League of Nations. Now, yeah, who were the yeah. four members of the League of Nations? Motherfucker. It was <laughs> Reset, <laughs> Shaman, Del Rio, and. Fuck, who was the last guy? Who was the last guy? Yeah, four countries. Who was the last guy in the League of Nations? Was he in the Rumble? He was not in the Royal Rumble. Oh my he god. Was the only one that wasn't in the, he was the only one that wasn't in the Royal Rumble. Oh, was it was it hold on, Cho Cho Cho. Was it <laughs> we're like, like, like was it um Wade Barrett? It was Wade Barrett, yes, okay. indeed. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Why? Nobody else. Like I was like, who else could it be? But then I was like, who was the most, who was also the most like underutilized and under like non-important person in the WWE at that point? And it was Wade Barrett. So you're right. Damn. He was in great shape. But yeah, it's very underutilized, very unimportant at that point. Um, okay. Last one. Okay. You got four for five. So at, at this point, you're just, now you're just going for the sweep. Um, this was one of the few rumbles that Brock Lesnar was a featured competitor in. Yes. Who eliminated him from the match? Oh, um, goddamn, uh, the the Wyatt family. I remember this because everyone there was, everyone was like, "What the fuck?" They were very pissed. <laughs> about and this. we were supposed to get the Brock versus Bray program at WrestleMania. We ended up getting Brock said that doesn't work for me, brother, and he ended, we ended up getting <laughs> Dean Ambrose. And that ended up being one of the worst matches on that card that year. Oh, and, and the Wyatt family ended up getting their ass beat by The Rock and John Cena. So it worked out for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was it. That was quite something. That was something that definitely happened that no one remembers five years later. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, still, shout out to shout out to Big Red, Eric Rowan. Uh, had a match against The Rock at WrestleMania. Can't say he never <laughs> didn't have a big match at WrestleMania. Why well, the price went up when he went on AEW the other week? He said, "Hey, I'd be there." I listen. I, I would do the same. That's a five with J five. You got all of them right, man. Come on, listen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on, man. Don't don't test my metal. I know what I'm talking about. Steel, steel. We gotta we gotta stump this guy, ladies and gents. So I'm gonna work together. I'm gonna work together with the people. We'll work together with the people and see if we can get some harder questions. Maybe I'm just while you know buns and waiting for this motorcycle to pass by oh maybe i'm yeah maybe my motor maybe my questions just suck so maybe i'll work with the people so if you guys got any any questions uh you know i'll link up with you guys and we'll figure something out to stump j5 yes sir uh so we're going to go to a quick break we're going to review smackdown and raw from this week uh when we return on the a show are you WWE Universe? Now, I wish I could have been there with you all tonight in the Thunderdome, but unfortunately, as I'm sure you've heard already, I tested positive for COVID-19. Now, I'm one of the fortunate ones with no symptoms, but I assure you, COVID should not be taken lightly. Don't think you can't catch it because you can. If it can happen to me, it can happen to anybody, and the only way we're going to be able to stop this thing is by working together. So please, 
wear your mask, follow social distancing guidelines. It's not just to protect you. It's to protect everyone and their loved ones. I'll see you all really, really soon. But until then, stay safe. Very, very shocking to me. Uh, promo by Drew McIntyre there. WWE has not actively on their TV show said anything about COVID-19 until this moment. What did you feel about that, Mills? I thought it was very strange. <laughs> I thought when he sounds, listening to the audio only, he sounds like the pre-recorded things in WWF Warzone. Uh, <laughs> well, COVID-19, I'll see you in a steel cage match. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's very, the fact it took their WWE champion to getting it to address it is insane to me because there have been so many other superstars backstage who have gotten it and have just been like, okay, they're just not on TV for two weeks. <laughs> they're just not, we're just going to act like it didn't happen. But this one, I guess they couldn't ignore because of last week's, you know, situation. I, I wonder if Goldberg ever showed up would be have acknowledged it. Yeah, that, that, that would, that was definitely a question. I, I think, you know, I asked people, you know, what, what the response was, you know, I watch raw, like, three hours after you guys do, but you know, what was the response to it all? And everyone was like, there wasn't really a response either way. And I was like, that's how it should be. It should be, that should be a message that's out there. Um, It should be real. And I'm glad that Drew was the one to say it. I think Drew to me, one of the best promo guys, one of the best guys on the mic. uh, And he definitely proved it there. It, it, It meant a lot to hear him say that because they should all be telling their wrestlers to say something like that, to have that message out there because it is, something that is tacitly important to our country right now. And, you know, I'm glad he doesn't have any symptoms. I, I can't wait for him to return. He's, you know, he, to me, doing this shot up in my respect rankings way. Like, I, I love Drew McIntyre. He's, he's one of the greatest to me right now because he did that. And, you know, regardless of how he got it, whatever happened, like, I just want to make sure he's okay. And, and I hope he returns very, very, very soon. So uh, prayers for you, Drew, and your fam. Absolutely. Let's get into SmackDown this week, my friend, because SmackDown was a show that featured a lot of going ons and a lot of things that a lot of moving parts, believe it or not. Um, But probably the most defining moment, the most defining part of something that I called in jest and then ended up being true. (laughs) You can look it up on Twitter. I called it earlier in the night. And then by the end of the night, I was like, damn, I'm really Mr. Domus in this bitch. Um, the Royal Rumble main event for the SmackDown side featuring the WWE Universal Championship will be Roman Reigns versus Adam Pierce. Mm. Wait, how how did we how did we get here? First of all, your your thoughts. Let me just see ask your thoughts in general on this match, but like again, like how did how did we get here? <laughs> I I think I don't want to sound like one of like those anti-Roman truthers, but it's like there's literally there's no one there's they have to extend his his reign out. I guess there's literally nothing else that they could do here. It felt to me not creatively bankrupt. I love Adam Pierce. I think it's it's a it's a great piece of business for him to do this um, mm-hmm. and to finally have his shot at WWE. I'm not too sure that this match is actually going to happen, considering what. Who, who they screwed over to, to do it with. I think that is the more viable option to stretch out the reign until he gets to who I think, and I'll get to it in a second, who I think will actually be his WrestleMania opponent. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it is very, very interesting how thin SmackDown is at the top. You have, uh, as far as faces go, you have Daniel Bryan. But is it? Him. Yes. You have Daniel Bryan. It, it, have- I, I, I looked at a, a, a whole gauntlet match and i was like i mean besides maybe baron any of these guys i mean you could have gone with ray mysterio ray mysterio good for it at least uh raised with baron though dominic when he came out he raised with baron corbin that's that's the story when that i guess whenever they come back but i just feel like I forgot that that was a storyline. Also, I forgot that, that was a again thing. because it hasn't it hasn't progressed on TV for like four weeks. <laughs> Ray losing and Shinsuke Nakamura literally turning face on the show shows me that they were they think Ray and they want Ray to be at that certain point because I think and I think right. that's fair. Baron's a Baron's a good guy to have Dominic learn. 
Uh, it's a good storyline. I think Baron is the de facto heel to face <clears throat> when, you, when you're coming into an upper mid-card feud. So it's obvious with the way that Ray lost, that's not going to be the guy that you would think is going to face Roman. I thought Ray was going to win. Shinsuke Nakamura, he's tried and true. Roman more than likely likes him. They had a really good, they had a banger at Royal Rumble literally, what, three years ago, two years ago? That would be fair. And I think, you know, turning him and having him be screwed over is a great story because Shinsuke is, is someone who I literally just said maybe a week or so ago, two weeks ago, they should turn him face again because it, the, he's been healed for like three years. So, like, it it, it, it matters and it, it means something, but it's still very thin. Like, there aren't very many faces, even on the, mid, the upper mid card. That's why I'm like, why are you guys not bringing Aleister Black back up? It looks like they're about to turn Apollo Crews. What are y'all doing on SmackDown? <laughs> Listen, this is this the main event of SmackDown was I'd like to say a result of hashtag Daniel Bryan booking, and Fair. it's not that it's bad. <laughs> it's not no, that it's, it's good. bad. But it was good. It, it, it clearly looked like a lot of his uh, fingerprints, especially on the main event. When you when you talk about Adam Pearce winning, when you talk about Shinsuke Nakamura getting a run for his life, when you talk about Daniel Bryan with the handshake, the respect, the honor everything that he stands for in terms of continuing that match and kind of like solidifying Shinsuke Nakamura's turn to the evil side or, or the good side rather. Um, it looked like Daniel Bryan booking for a lot of this thing. And I'm, I'm not mad at it at all because it's definitely a different thing. I don't think I can't remember how many times, well, actually, you know what? I'm wrong. I was about to say how many times that the authority who's a good guy has to end up facing like the evil, like overthinking champion, but I've, 1999 triple h beats up vince mcmahon for like 20 minutes and <laughs> i i completely think that in my mind but i don't know they have three weeks to sell me on this match at this point adam pierce talk about talk a little bit about adam pierce and kind of like the in-ring competitor that he was oh i mean um, he was he's, you, he's a he's a, a chip off the block of the old nwa era i mean looking at his his stuff in um Mid-South and, and ROH and stuff like that. Like, he was the guy that was, like, the... I, I, I would liken him to, like, Steve Carino in ECW, where he would be, like, the the old-school purveyor. And, the, you know, that's why he was a heel, is because he didn't like the flippy shit. Um, and, and I mean, he did really well at it. He's a great heel. I think he's a he's really great in this role. I think he's an incredible, incredible talent. And, you know, I am not mad at all at him getting a, a role or, or a spot here. But when, it, when you frame this within Roman's um actual reign there are like very few things and defenses that he's had that have made me be like okay this is a reign for him you know what i'm saying like the uso matches yeah. to me were like they were theater more than a match right like there were very few moves in those matches the ko matches was they, they were again theater they're gimmick matches <laughs> you know what i'm saying like we he's but i, I think they were they were definitely good but i feel like you look at it on the other side of it Drew McIntyre, who's going through hell and back with seemingly every defense that he has. And he's yeah. solidifying himself as a champion. And maybe it's because he's a face, so it's a little bit of a different story um, in terms of carrying that. But you look at the reign sort of on that end, and you look at this reign where you, where you see him facing Jey Uso for ta- two pay-per-views, and albeit they're good matches, at the end of the day, they're not... I don't think you can call Jey Uso or Adam Pearce in this moment champion-caliber contenders. Um, right especially on a show where you're trying to help continue to build up the show and you have all these other, I mean, you go with Shinsuke Nakamura, there's a Cesaro. If you, if you're really trying to go out of the box to find these like people who are very, very talented, who are kind of just looking for that one moment to break out to the next level. And there are a lot of those on SmackDown in my opinion, but I mean, the Adam Pierce thing makes sense, but also it would make sense on like an episode of SmackDown if he just wants to beat up Adam Pierce. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> like we don't gotta waste. I don't think Royal it needs Rumble. to be a Royal Rumble. Yeah. That's why I I am not convinced that this is something that actually happens in three weeks. Especially, you know, my my wee wee my alarms are going off that Shinsuke is facing Jey Uso next week. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's gonna be something there. I say it's a good idea. Let's just get into it. I think it's a good idea that Nakamura is is the Royal Rumble opponent because it allows KO to return at the Royal Rumble and potentially win mm. the Royal, Royal Rumble. It doesn't look like we're getting the Rock this year. If you want to build a great baby face, it's already fucking working. Have KO be the guy. I'm not a fan 
of the give it to a uns, give it to a guy like a like a biggie who's who was in the mid card toiling away there for so long uh, and who, who they're, they're currently building. Let's get just give it to him and it, it, it'll work itself out. I don't think that that always works. Don't you don't want to give it to somebody like random. You know what I mean? Like you want to give it to someone that you've been building. Kevin Owens is that to me. I think it would be more random for for Daniel Bryan to win it than Kevin Owens does because there's just such a great story there with him and Roman and it's such a great feud. And I think that that's how you that's how you extend it. Um, having Nakamura and then Daniel Bryan be those next competitors for him really solidifies his reign in a lot of ways to me. I'm if I had to do a prediction, one it could either Adam Pierce. I mean, I think we both have an idea that Adam Pierce may not be in the match, but I could see. I mean, if Kevin Owens manages to make it back, I think he will be in that match. If not, then it'll just be an Adam Pierce thing. But I can, I can see what they're trying to do. I mean. I can see also the Adam Pierce match happening. It's very, very weird. It's just, you know it's I just kind it. of a. Go ahead. You know why? He's a he's an authority figure. He could just say no. I'll give it. To, I'm going to give it to Nakamura. He was a runner up. He could. But literally apparently, they went over him. him. <laughs> <sighs> like, he's technically not an authority figure. He's like the principal of, <laughs> and and <laughs> he has to. He has to, you know, address, he has to answer to the superintendent or whatever the hell he is, like Stephanie McMahon or Triple H or wherever the hell he is. He's technically like a principal overseeing all of these students on the show. And the fact that he was managed to, I mean, by any means, I guess a lot of people who don't get what they want on SmackDown could essentially just go over him and just do that. You kind of establish that as in a sense, but you know that Roman Reigns has to cachet given the type caliber of star that he is. Um, however, I'll say, I think the match, listen, surprise me. I'm not, I'm not like looking past this match. I'm not looking down on this match. I think it'll be given Adam Pierce's skill and Roman Reigns' skill and kind of the roles that are playing this match. It could be very, very entertaining, but you know, I kind of want to see, you know, some I other people. See, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I want to see Roman wrestle. I, I don't want to see him beat. Like, I, I want to see him wrestle. I We know he can beat people's ass. He beat Jay's ass for two months. Three, I mean, well, <laughs> well two months, six weeks, nine weeks, whatever. He beat the shit out of Jay Uso for a really long time. We, we've seen that, bro. Like, I, I, I want to see something. I want to see something more. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to see yeah. something more out of rain. I love I Roman Reigns. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it, it's like. It's very, I don't know. It, it, the booking of that is weird. But uh, moving on in SmackDown, we had a, we had another title change. Another title change on, on SmackDown. Uh, how do you feel about yes. Street Profit losing the tag titles to Dolph and uh, Robert Root? I mean, we saw that, didn't we? I don't even remember. <laughs> um, but we definitely talked about it. We definitely talked about it. However, you know. I like how they played off of, uh, you know, Montez is going heavy on the leg. I like how they played off the leg injury. Obviously, I think that was a major red flag in terms of just like, okay, they obviously want to give them a major reason to lose. And that was a large part of it as well. And hopefully they can sort of bounce back from that. But it's time. Ziggler and, and Rude, I guess. I mean, they're serviceable in their roles. They're great at their roles. They both are have been in quite a few tag teams in the past. They're just going to do the damn thing. I don't know if it changes the division moving forward. It might. But who knows? I mean, actually, I mean, just kind of who knows? I'm, I'm, I'm good with them losing. I'm good with them dropping the titles. Yeah, I am too. Uh, they, they need to start. I always, I'm always a fan of like multiple reigns. Like they got the time. Now it's time to just start giving them, <laughs> giving them runs. <laughs> That's how the New Day did it. New Day would lose it like every three months. And then they would get another rain. You know what I'm saying? Like it's time for them to get like rains under their belt. And I'm I'm glad that they have an actual feud because it doesn't seem like they're actually gonna do any type of tag team uh, additions to the roster. So I'm I'm fine with it. I'm I'm not mad at it at all. Um, had another yeah. championship match, Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Biggie well, two Hulk matches Drew. at this point. How weird! I hate when they do that. It reminded me of, and I'm I'm gonna bring this up to the day I die. The two out of three falls era, or the mistake match era of Raw, where they would literally do matches to have a commercial and then come back. Well, that's what I felt about this episode of Raw, which we'll talk on a little bit. But you know what? I didn't mind it because it seemed like it wasn't just for the hell of doing it. 
It was clearly with the intention and purpose of adding a little bit more aggression to Apollo Crews and giving him something to like latch onto to really kind of begin the turn of like, okay, he's maybe stepping over to the evil side because he had a lot of aggression, even though he's supposed to know the rules, like they both pinned each other, but he's like, Hey, I pinned the intercontinental champion. It's like, well, actually you got pinned yourself. So the match, he gets very, very angry. He slaps Biggie. Biggie is like, Oh yeah. Start the match. Start the match. Let's do this. Let's do it. And he, you know, we restart the match. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great piece of business for, you know, especially coming after that long, like, 20, 25-minute Roman Reigns promo at the beginning yeah. of the show. Oh, it's 20, Roman literally saying, you, th- you think I'm stupid? You think I'm stupid? You think I'm dumb? <laughs> I was like, bro, can we please get to the show? Oh, my God. <laughs> there's, like, three title matches, are the w- and there's a gauntlet match. Like, <laughs> Jesus, bro. I, I do not understand the the again and the and the show ended and began the same way like you know Roman in the in the top Roman at the end like it's very old school okay be clear I I understand this this is very you know old school SmackDown Raw I get it that type of shit don't work no more I would be fine if Roman was there one time and we that's the only time we saw him it raises the um the importance of when he does appear. You know what I mean? Like I'm completely fine with him being on the show once, and maybe you stick it to the end of the show, and he does like backstage stuff. We don't need 20 yeah. minute Triple H uh, Reign of Doom, you know, promos from Roman Reigns. I'm sorry, he's a good he's a good promo, but he's not that damn good. <laughs> uh, that's funny because that was Triple H's thing. Um, I, you see, you what I did there. You know what I did there. You know what I, you know what I, what I did. I saw what you did there. Um, yeah, but I think the Biggie Apollo Cruz thing was a good source of business. If they continue this, I mean, Apollo Cruz was getting chippy. I was like, he wasn't chippy about this with Bobby Lashley at all, man. He was hammering you, man. He was beating your ass. So <laughs> it remains to be seen. And of course, he went on talking smack all afterwards, and he got the talk from Paul Heyman every time. It's like Paul Heyman. I don't know why last- people. I don't know why people want. Uh, the the like people want these segments to be on tv i don't think they work on tv no they're not they're not really meant for tv yeah i don't think these work for TV. we're not telling that dramatic of a story it's just paul Heyman getting his reps in to be honest with you and like realizing he has to do the show and he might as well enhance talent while he's on it right um Um very little stuff with the women this week uh we had uh right squad billy k stuff which i thought was cool uh bianca and ben and, and bailey seem to be continuing their feud into uh royal rumble so i'm pretty sure we'll see uh bianca get her win back someday but um they're they're all it seems like smackdown is more focused on the royal rumble than raw is which is which is funny the actual royal rumble yeah match. yeah i agree i don't know it was a pretty good smackdown though it still is pretty oh, good yeah. show even even with my issues with it um, I thought it was I thought it was a, a really good show. The, the match quality to me saved it. The SmackDown doesn't always have that match quality, so that's really what saved the show for me this week. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so let's get into Raw. Uh, all my friends have COVID. Edition. Um, <laughs> hours before the show, we uh, we learned that Drew had COVID. Minutes after that, we learned that everyone had COVID. And that is where the show was. It was incredibly um, understaffed this this week. And you could tell from the beginning of the show all the way to the end, we had a lot of people working twice. We had a lot of uh, smoke and mirrors and fire as well to cover up a lot of things on this show. Um, what do you feel the, about the, it? The, the fact that Seamus and Keith Lee suddenly, uh, we could take these guys. And then minutes after, <laughs> minutes after the what? tag team match, <laughs> they fought so insane <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> I was just like, "What? What was the first I, match for?" I think it didn't hit the same because um there was no explanation. Now, now you want to know what story should be on TV? It's the story that tells us how the hell these guys started fighting after the commercial break. Like, cause we had no, I had no clue what was going on. I had someone had said actually spoiled it kind of slightly for me that that Keith worked twice, and I was like, okay, I get. Then who's he gonna work with? Cause he's, I thought it would be Sheamus, but I was like, he's he's, you know, he's teaming up with him, and it ended up being Sheamus. So, um, it, it was just very strange to me how that how some of these things happen. Like the Riddle one to me, can I get on my soapbox about that one? Talk really about quick. it. 
Well, I'm taking a break on on you know. I'm sorry if this offends. This probably won't offend anyone. That was the dumbest set of booking. I think their booking of Bobby Lashley is more detrimental than even the Roman Reigns booking right now. Bobby Lashley. Why do you say that? Bobby Lashley is the U.S. champion that is booked like Brock Lesnar, uh, heavily heel. Whereas the mid card title is meant to kind of be passed around and and is meant to to be kind of have competitive matches. It's not like the WWE title. Where we've seen, you know, they coming for you. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. I don't care. Come get me. Bobby Lashley is booked really well to a to a to a deficit because we, you know, they never book him to be in a title program uh, or main title program. They never book him to beat title contenders. So all he does is beat people that really should could use the rub right now. So you you got him beating, uh, you know, everyone, literally everybody. He he beats Jeff Hardy. He beats Riddle like this week. Uh, he, he he beat up Riddle before before the bell. Then he beat Riddle in three minutes. Then Riddle said, "I'm going to fight MVP." And then he then there was a DQ. What the point? What what was the point of that? Other than to fill time, that was stupid. You would I don't understand why they did all of that with Riddle last week to have this match again. And remember, I said they should have this match either Royal Rumble or they should have it literally on on Raw if if Drew can't can't go. They have the match in three minutes. I'm like, you could have gone. And done two commercial breaks, and then give it a given it a competitive match, made Riddle look well, and then have it so that Bobby didn't squash him. It didn't make any sense to me. You know they're doing this match again. You know they're yeah. going to do it again. I mean, I I agree with you on that. The this run of Bobby seems a little bit. I wouldn't say it's wasted because he's having a run of his life, but it seems a little bit wasted. If he's not a contender for Drew's championship because he's legitimately beating everybody's ass. <laughs> he has made everyone tapped out to the hurt lock. He has um, been, you know, defended his U.S. championship to the moon. He's beating everybody. I mean, it's to the detriment of the division itself. So you kind of wondering like who's going to beat him at the end of the day. But I'm I'm interested in sort of where the Bobby Lashley train eventually goes because i'm under the thing that it's really going nowhere <laughs> like they're taking this kind of week by week <laughs> people, keep saying, people keep saying brock and i'm like there is nothing that has gone on in the last couple months that have made me even think that they're thinking of a brock lesnar bobby lashley program he doesn't cut promos he doesn't say anything mvp he's not even right. the leader of the hurt business he's not the leader of his own crew so to me, it's just like he has this belt for nothing. And I'm not saying, you know, Riddle should have beat him. He should, but I'm like, yo, like they've built they've been building this match. And it's like they're going to do it again because, you know, Bobby cheated or whatever. He he, he went before the bell. They're going to do it one more time. But to me, the t- if he does eventually win the title, that's a little bit cheapened because we saw this. We saw him get hoed out multiple times like there's nobody on his level right now on, on raw meals and it's like the only people that are that are on his level are people that are directly above him literally two steps above him that is orton's that's your drews that's your uh fiends that you know all those people i agree i agree Sp- speaking of getting hoed out for a second can we have this uh can we acknowledge this one moment where Drew Gulak walks up to Adam Pierce and is like, I want to declare myself for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> to which Adam Pierce says, Slow down, brother. <laughs> Not anyone can declare themselves for the Royal Rumble. And I was like, Are you dead ass? <laughs> Too green, the greenest, the greenest. I was like, Bro, I know y'all need him. What is wrong with you? There's no one else. Who, who else is going to join this but Drew Gulak? He's going to be in the Royal Rumble. What is wrong with y'all? And then, like, every you know, doof declares himself for the Royal Rumble, and it just happens. And no one ever tells him they can't. I, and to my knowledge, you declare yourself for the Royal Rumble, and hopefully you do it on television before another person does it, before all 30 spots filled. Um, <laughs> but I was just like, wow, that's green as fuck. But it got a good match out of it. Yeah, it was it was a good match. It was solid, very short. Um, glad to see Drew on my TV. At least one Drew this week on my TV. Um, well, listen, you know, if you ain't getting one Drew, you get another. You know what I'm saying? How, what, what other Maybe that's the reason why. You can't. You can only have one Drew. You have, we've never seen them in the same room at the same time. Mm, I like, I like interesting. Um, no, our no truth this week either. So very interesting. I, I um, hope he's okay. I hope he's. You know what we got this week. We got a uh, no fly zone Jackson Riker. Oh yeah, I was just like, yo, there's, there's no way that he didn't have the parlor account that they found something incendiary on, bro. There's no way he's not getting picked up by the FBI 
there's no way he's getting that he's not getting picked up by the FBI within the next couple of weeks. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> he pull it. He's the person who pulls off like the, the Capitol building window and allows everyone to come inside. He's throwing people up to the roof. He was a nigga with the with the Viking hat on, bro. I'm telling you that was Jackson Riker, dog. Like there, there's no way you're telling me that's not <laughs> I'm gonna call the FBI myself. <laughs> because he's got to get off my fucking TV, bro. That was weird too. Jeff Hardy, he's, absolutely... <laughs> he's awful. Jackson Riker's awful. If if Jeff Hardy can't get anything out of you, and Jeff Hardy, let me be clear, he was tired by the time he had to face Elias. I was like, bro, get this man off TV. He don't work twice in a row. He don't work twice. What are you doing? Like Jeff Jeff Hardy works once, and you get the flash and dazzle of it. I mean, he lost to Jackson. That was so weird. He lost to Jackson Riker, and he was like, I know you're with Jackson Riker because. You're just scared that Jackson Riker's better than you. I was like, when was that ever the conversation? It was never a conversation. I was like, why did you do this to Riddle and Hardy in the same night? That was dumb. Mm. And it, it was like the weird 50-50. It was like the weirdest 50-50. It was like, okay, with Riddle, he'll still win. We'll get a DQ just to show that he's he's as good as the Hurt Business, but not as good as Bobby. Then with Hardy, it's just like Elias is still a, still a stooge, but Jackson Riker can beat anybody. But I'm like, you're never going to push Jackson Riker to a point because he fucking sucks. We never saw him in ring at NXT. Mm-hmm. He was always the guy that was used for like, you know, the ref throwing him out the ring spots. That's never, he's he sucks. Please. He sucks, bro. He sucks. I know he, bro. I know he has Nancy Pelosi's, uh, uh, her, her fucking, her (laughs) house. I know he does. I've seen it. Oh my god! (laughs) I saw it in his house. Oh my god! Go to the Capitol building on the sixth. All right, whatever. Um, no, a lot of weird stuff. Charlotte and Lacey. Charlotte and Lacey. Charlotte and Lacey. We should move to that. Rick Flair's full time now. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. Um, I, I think that neither I, am I. I think that Charlotte needed a few to further her face run, and I think we do get face face, uh, face versus face, Oscar and Charlotte, and uh, at Mania. Um, but they needed a Charlotte few won't be acting the face. Charlotte will just over and over. It was like she's gonna get wild aggressive. Like Oscar, yeah. you're good, but you're not good enough. Like Charlotte, and I'm just like, all right, this is why we not here. Pitch or something like that. Like it's gonna be something that happens. I think Oscar will probably move on to the Shayna Baszler program uh, as a stopgap mm-hmm. between that um, on good, February. You know, that'd be fair. That'd be fine. Good for Oscar, Lacey. She, she's do- good for Lacey. She's doing good in this program. Yeah, she is doing really, really well. Um, going away from the, I love the way she's laughing. Have you heard the way she's been? <laughs> like she's been laughing like that. I'm like, I could catch, I could catch. But you, you know, she's laughing like Cardi, right? Is it? Yeah. Huh. Cardi used to laugh. Like okay. That. Cardi used to laugh like that. You've never heard Cardi laugh like that. I'm telling y'all, it's I didn't, deeper I didn't. than rap. Like, like Lacey was sending shots, bro. I'm telling you. You didn't know? Hold I on, let me let me play. I didn't line up the Lacey play, Evans thing. Let me play you That's how she was laughing. <laughs> I didn't even line that up. Lacey, but wow, it is deeper than rap. It's deeper than rap. That's what I'm saying. Lacey's trying to get that that guap. Like y'all was saying, she ruined it. I think she's a lot more smarter than people are taking her for. She knows about Cardi way back from 2013. That video was 2013. <laughs> Caught on to it. Hey, hey, deep in her. Hey, call me crazy. Call me. Hey, if y'all listening to the show, I got. I'm, I'm tapping my temple with my finger right now, bro. For real. Oh my god. Well. Happened on Raw. Uh, Triple H. We didn't even. We buried the lead like shit. Triple H came back <laughs> this week. Triple H, because he's. <laughs> he clearly wasn't ready to compete, but he's ready to go at any time. <laughs> yeah, he he's always ready to to uh to help his pops out. So that was cool. Still, still got the best promo in the game. I don't care what you say. Oh, easily. That was a great promo in that opening segment. Yeah, great promo. Um, him and Randy, we they the brawl at the end was good. I I listen. I have nothing wrong to say about the Triple H inclusion. I understand it. I grade this raw on the curve, even though there was some stupid shit on this raw. I, I graded it heavily on the curve because I know what what happened. 
but I thought the Triple H stuff was aces. Um, I, I thought, you know, even, you know, this guy just gets it. I, I think that in the way he was acting, like, you know, when the lights went off and he, he, he looked around, I was like, that's what he'd be teaching the NXT people to do is to do shit like that. Mm-hmm. And they still, they still don't be listening. <laughs> he mm-hmm. was showing me on Raw tonight. Look at everything I'm doing. When I react to certain things, I was like, his spatial awareness was very important to me on the show. Uh, but that brawl at the end led to the the ending scenes. You do notice that Randy Orton, all of his stuff is always taped now? Absolutely. Listen, you got to tape it when it's the, it's more so the Fiend stuff. It's, it's more yeah. all the Fiend-related <laughs> things are definitely taped because Ain't No Man was taking, listen, that fireball thing could have gone wrong live. We've seen it gone wrong live, WCW. <laughs> Undertaker shit. <laughs> I what's the what's the first fireball you remember seeing in pro wrestling? Um, H- Hogan. I think it was Hogan. really. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> My man was lighting it on the ground. He was like, "Light, damn it!" I remember the uh, the Inferno match between Taker and mm. Kane. That was cool. That was one of the greatest Taker spots. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Um, when they when they flip. Uh, when when he flipped over the fire, I was like, "Bro, that's what they need to show on every WWE package of all time." Like, <laughs> the crazy nigga for doing that shit, but like, I I love that. But the, when he got burned, and Undertaker like he had honey mustard all over his body during that elimination chamber. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first fireball I remember seeing was when I think was it Kane who did it to China or oh yeah, first, I remember that at WrestleMania. I remember. X-Pac also coming out with a legit flamethrower and burning Kane in the face. <laughs> that this was fucking fire. This is wrestling with Kane, right? <laughs> this is wrestling. He came up with a full flamethrower and said, boom, on SmackDown. I loved it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Alexa Bliss throws a flame. Uh, she can shoot flame ball, fireballs now. And she shot one at Randy Orton and it closed Monday Night Raw. And we're on a we're on a long way. This program isn't over, and it's not going to be over anytime soon. It's going to mania. I'm just calling it right now. So, what the hell is Edge doing? Because I have it circled in some of my thoughts. The Edge is coming back at the Royal Rumble. He's been way too quiet. It's got to be Edge Drew. <laughs> Edge Drew. Why? Why not Edge Keith? Or not not Edge Keith. Why not Drew Keith? Because I don't feel like we just... I don't know. I don't feel like um, Keith Lee's moving with any sort of momentum or trajectory in any place. Unless he's beaten... And that's another thing. Bobby Lashley's never beaten Keith Lee. So, at the end of the day, that's the only other person Bobby Lashley's not allowed to beat. (laughs) It's Keith Lee. (laughs) They've been taking out all the black people on Raw. Keith Lee's right there. Ultimate black man. The the final test. (laughs) I I, But then again, we could do Goldberg beats uh, Drew... Um, and then Drew Goldberg too at Mania, like they did with Brock. The shorter, just a shorter time period between the matches. I mean, I, I could know. see Brock coming back too. I mean, I could see. I told you my theory of Brock's secretly in the looms and going to win the Royal Rumble. That's my secret theory. That's not my official theory. So don't call me on it officially until like give me like a couple of days before Royal Rumble when shit's it's got to start bubbling in a news cycle. But that's my like low key under the box theory that Brock returns at the Royal Rumble and he chooses to face Roman Reigns and we get this really great program between Paul Heyman having to try to choose between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns and where does his allegiance lie within the fact that Roman Reigns is the guy and Brock Lesnar is like, yo, but I've also beaten your ass mad times. That only works if Roman's going to win that match. That's why I think the KO thing is like stronger to me. I don't know if you bring back Brock to make him lose. I don't think Brock has a problem with losing. What? Well, but the thing to is, Roman, just, to they, Roman, to Roman, that could be your big SummerSlam thing. Like I, I'm just, I just want to coronate KO because I feel like the motherfucker deserves it. So I agree. A- I agree. He does deserve it. He's deserved okay. it for a long time. Because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. They were saying that okay, they're gonna they're gonna continue Edge and Orton, but I'm like, if if Orton loses this feud. He's going away for a while. <laughs> like he's going away for a minute, but it's mania season, so he doesn't necessarily have to. You know what I'm saying? Have to go away. You know what I mean? Like he, mm. you know, he he could lose and just return the next week. But there have been very few people that that do that. 
you know? So I don't know. Because they want to see a Firefly, a Firefly Funhouse match. I would love to see another one. I think that's the biggest thing that he does. But I don't know. Ugh, I'm so over this fucker. <laughs> I'm so over me. him. I, I am too. And, and you know, I'm sure he'll return with a, with a new look for 2021 to sell some more merch. Because this motherfucker sells merch. Like, it's him. It's Roman. It's Sami Zayn now. You see that? Like, Sami's shirt is, like, top five. <laughs> So the thing, my problem with the fiend is, and we can we can say this and then we can wrap it up. My problem is that he's not like they try to distance himself, distance him from being a wrestler so much that it doesn't even make sense when he when he gets to the point of the wrestling thing. And he's not even a great wrestler to be to be completely honest with you. But the thing with that, I think, took Taker to the next level was eventually they got rid of all that he's actually a guy at a morgue doing shit. At some point, mm-hmm. he just became a wrestler who just was into wild shit, and uh, that's uh, the <laughs> wild shit, necrophilia, and all this. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's trying to scoop Steve Austin's brain through his nose and shit. Like, I think that was the last vestige of like, okay, he's an Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, but eventually he became like an actual wrestler and part of things when he was with the dead men. Oh, here they come for me for saying too much about this shit. No fly zone. Riker is coming after me. Um, but yeah, eventually he became a wrestler and became included in a lot of different programs and wasn't just this like attraction thing. I think the attraction thing is cool, but he's not up there to the age where I've, believe in the attraction he hasn't actually built the you know built the whole career and built the whole gimmick out for me to be like okay he deserves to be there three times a year and this is when he shows up like taker did so who knows i mean it it is what it is at this point whatever i won't be watching or at least paying attention when it happens unless randy orton sets him on fire again i don't know please die motherfucker please please die uh but that was (laughs) (laughs) That was Raw and SmackDown for this week in wrestling and for this week's episode of The A-Show. Of course, I'm Justin with Meals as well. Uh, You can follow us at The A-Show RNC on Twitter. We have shows coming up such as The Rewriter's Room, Spot Callers with myself and Cyrus coming up this month. Don't worry. It wouldn't be me and Cyrus if it wasn't late, okay? So it's going to come. But you also have so many more things coming uh, down the pike this year from The A-Show. Uh, so thank you for following us until next week for meals. I am Justin. Uh, please be safe. Wear a damn mask. Do what Drew said. Wash your damn hands. We'll see you next week. I was already ahead of the wave. Now I gotta go out and buy me a boat. Rich nigga fucking on the baddest bitch. I still fuck average bitch. I be on some savage shit. Ran it.